broadcasting high atop the Florida Peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, your host for Ready Cop Nation, episode number 87. What are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to lay out for you the five series that we're going to be doing on Raider Cop Nation. So five series that are going to be completed. Who knows when they'll finish, but they'll be commencing on Raider Cop Nation this year on to the future. A platform of five series episodes. So there, the series are to motivate you, to uplift you, and of course to mentor you. And don't forget always educate you as well. So you can keep in tune. Uh, later on, we'll talk about that. How do you get in contact with us? RaiderCopNation.com. It's easy as that. You type that in, www.RaiderCopNation.com. And then we come up, shows you all the list of shows that we've had, as well as, <coughs> excuse me, you scroll down, and then the icons pop up with Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram and all that good stuff. And you can connect with us. Um, as always, we remind folks to catch our spiritual AWOL Monday shows that they also broadcast on RaiderCopNation.com on the Test Everything 1521 section. And there it's 15 minutes or less of the power of God's word for your life. You can't go wrong. Numbers are still low. It's amazing. Here I could talk about crime and and all kinds of stupid stuff in law enforcement. really don't mean anything. won't help you grow spiritually, that's for sure. It might help you grow educationally and maybe even professionally, but it won't help you spiritually. The numbers are constantly going up on Raider Cop Nation, and I look over and test everything, and it tells me people just don't want to be preached to. Sign of the times, my friend. Sign of the times. And speaking of that, it's time for our leadership quote of the week. Now, this week's quote, we're going to piggy bank off one of our series that are coming up, and we'll tell you more about it in a second. But the quote is, a smile can get you far, but a smile with a gun can get you farther. Al Capone. So that's our quote for the week. As always, we are motivating people and teaching them one episode at a time. We're glad that you're here with us. We thank you profusely. We thank our co-hosts. They have a difficult task. They come on here, they share their time with us, and they give us their wisdom, and we appreciate it. We know that it is difficult for a lot of them to get away from their schedules, especially those that are active and working, and it makes it um, difficult for them just to to come on 
<coughs> excuse me, an example of that is just recently one of the calls told me, look, you know, I, you know, it's not a problem coming out for 15, 20 minutes, but I, I need to do some research before I come on. I just don't want to sound like an idiot. And that's the type of quality we have in our superhero calls. So we appreciate them all uh, taking the time and consideration to be with us and be part of our Radio Cop Nation family. But we've come up with a new platform. Does that mean that the co-hosts are not coming on? No, they'll come on, especially if they're part or if they can be angled in any part of the of the series that we have. But the five series are going to be uplifting for specific categories, and that's why we're doing them. And uh, so our superheroes are still there, and we, we thank them. As long as they want to be with us, we want them to be a part of us. So now, let's get in to the meat and potatoes of the matter. sure do have a main event for you coming in the future with the outline of five episodes on Radio Cop Nation. And I'm going to give you a brief explanation on each one. The first one we just had in episode number 86, and that was the Out of the Box series. It's about leadership. It's about leadership in any role. It could be an organization, business, uh it can even be at home, but it's the leadership capacity that you have to have and thinking out of the norm. We just gave you a series on that. There are going to be a, a lot more series on people that have been in organizations that have been very successful on how they think. That form of thinking has created excellence, and I think that should be a part of these series. So an example of what we're doing is this is episode 87. The prior ex episode, number 86, was the Thinking Out of the Box series. That would be the first part of that episode. And then we'll put them on the website under that specific series. And you can always go back to them and uh, reference them as you see fit. So that's how we're working that. The next one up there is going to be the Train Up series. And the training series, we've been ongoing with that. I I can't thank our co-hosts enough for being with us, especially Kilo Sierra. We've done a lot on firearms. We are We have kicked out two crisis intervention series and we predicted uh, 10 I believe it was so we've got at least eight more to go we've got use of force 
we've got uh, excited delirium, we've got de-escalation, we've got things that you will use for your toolbox, or you can just be educated enough as a citizen to know exactly what law enforcement needs in their toolbox to fix problems. So that's the Train Up series, and that's uh, is currently also being sent out to our 09tg.com training group website, which I'll link to the to the uh, notes, <clears throat> the show notes here, so you can go to that. So it's O as in the letter O, the little O, 9 as in the number, TG, Tango Golf, dot com, and that way you can uh, go into our website that deals with training. And uh, all our shows are pre, pre, somewhat recorded for that predestination of our website so we can expand on that website a lot more on these shows. So that 09 website is being built very slowly, very meticulously. Those that know me know I always have something in the back of my sleeve that I'm building, creating, or doing. I can't stand still. Never have, never will. So that's the Train Up series. Number three, the Sidebar series. Sidebar series is going to deal with politics, and specifically politics and law enforcement. As we see it today in this shameless event that's occurring with the FBI, the Justice Department, and uh, this... uh, scam that they've pulled with the Russian investigation and so forth, swearing, uh, giving an oath in court that the information they're given for a warrant is correct when it's totally fabrication. They sh- they could have went up there with a comic book in their hand. And things that just, they're no-nos, and people need to get punished for, and we're hoping that that does happen. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for those things to happen, we will uh, talk about those. We're going to start identifying some of these people, who they are, and if, if they might not be chiefs. They might be political leaders as well, influencing their departments. <coughs> so we'll be having those sidebar series shows, and we're going to be highlighting who these people are. So that was number four. So we had number one, uh, just to regroup here a second, because number five, I want to talk a little bit a little bit more about to get your juices flowing. But number one is the Thinking Out of the Box series, which deals with leadership, leadership in your professional life, leadership at home, leadership in any organization that you're a part of. Number two, the Train Up series deals with training on a professional level, for those that aspire or currently in law enforcement or just citizens that want to know more about their law enforcement agencies and the tools that they need to create their job. So that's the Train Up series. Number three, Sidebar series, where we talk about politics. We identify these individuals that are kind of going off to the left, not in center, not to the right, but they're going way left. And some of these people are advocating on things like gun control, 
Well, if you're a chief of police and you're talking about gun control, wait a minute, having a gun is lawful, Second Amendment. So what the hell are you talking about? Their alarm should be going off. That's the problem. So that is the sidebar series. Going to start identifying some of these people, talking about who they are, where they, where, how, why are they doing what they're doing? And uh, we'll highlight them. The roll call series we're going to name is the day-to-day operations of law enforcement, whether it's corrections or police. Our co-hosts will be a lot of them will be a part of those roll call series. And they're going <clears> to <throat> look at the day-to-day operations on different uh, events or, or sections that uh, officers need to do to get the job done. So that's the roll call series. And lastly, one that for some reason the numbers go way off the charts. People like to download. They like to listen about it. They have a fascination with bad guys. So we're going to talk about bad guys, especially if you know who they are, you know all about them because let's just say they were in the neighborhood. You can talk about them. And that's the Wise Guy series. And I did announce that we would talk about Um, criminal organizations and how law enforcement deals with them in both perspectives, not only the law enforcement perspective, but what these people actually do and how they hurt society as well. Now, when we look at the the Wise Guys series, we'll just go to the top. I mean, we could talk about what we know as the mafia, the Italian mafia, then the Russian mafia, which are really Jews, and you can go into the Asian type of organized crime and outlaws, which are motorcycles, gangs, and which also into criminal influences, and Albanians, which are big and up and coming. And we can go on and on and on with a list. If you name a country, and there's probably a criminal organization within that structure of those people. But we're going to start you off with some real good stuff because there's a fascination with um, organized crime figures and organized crime in this country ever since the 1970s when the the most famous movie ever came out, The Godfather. And to me, it was one of the the best movies I've ever seen, well-produced. It was well-directed. The, there were up-and-coming actors back then. They weren't named celebrities as they are today. <clears throat> and they handled uh, the text of the movie very well in educating people of uh, what the mob was. Of course, it's glamified, you know. Don Corleone isn't a murderous killer. He's a well-to-do, powerful man in the neighborhood that helps people. You know, you got to put the Hollywood spin to it. But it opened up America's eyes to criminal, to these criminal organizations. And ever since, the appetite has been outrageous. We're going to talk in specific about five families during our Wise Guys series. We're also going to go into other criminal organizations like the so-called Cuban Mafia. What the hell is that, the Cuban Mafia? So they're on the back burner too. <laughs> so when we look at the Wise Guys series... Let's start off with the Bonanno family. Because everybody wants to know, are they dead? Are they still around? Are they still, you know, all, all, all of them in jail? 
So you got the Bonanno crime family. You've got the Gambinos, the Columbos, the Lucchese's, the Genovese. Those are five families in New York. The Chicago Outfit, the Philadelphia, New Jersey has their own little thing going as well. And little remnants here and there, which pretty much today they're really insignificant. Like if you talk about Tampa and, and uh, New Orleans and stuff like this, these, these areas uh, have diminished them up to nothing almost. But we're going to talk about the main element of uh, uh, the criminal organization known as the mafia. Now, there's a twist between the mafia and the syndicate. And as our series goes on, we're going to discuss how they were merged together, they broke apart, and how they're kind of today merging back together. What the hell did he just say? Syndicate and Italian mafia were merged together when they were formed in the 30s, separated, and now they're merging kind of back together. And we'll explain that. <laughs> uh, you have the banana crime family, and of course, the leader of the banana crime family now is a guy by the name of Michael Mancuso. He's in jail, and he has the element that is currently seen, the flavor of ice cream that we currently see in mafia organizations, he's known as a zip. A zip is somebody that comes from um, Sicily. They come over to America. They're mostly, most of the times, they're gangsters over there, and then they come over here and they become gangsters. Or they have family that are gangsters over there, and they come over here, and they're known as zips here because they're not really American bred. So they have a new twist. Well, the current mafia families in New York City are turning to Zips to run the organizations now. Much more professional when it comes to uh, Ormeda and not making, not talking about what's really going on. They're not so quick in making a deal. Let's make a deal. So uh, they're coming into the fold to bring up those numbers so greatly needed. So the Bonanno family, their current leader, is in jail. While he's away, we've got Joe Camarano. He's, he's the guy that's in charge. And when he's not around, there's John Porky Sansusio. And what they these two do, they just got out of they just got spring out of their case in federal court because they said that the federal government racially profiled them and they won the case. They basically said that the mob is dead and buried. And when they cross-examined uh, New York City detectives on how some of these surveillances and so forth were going down and what they were talking about and body language, their lawyers successfully convinced the juries that there was racial profiling. Today's jury are more millennials. They're a little bit more analytical when it comes to, you know, you're, you're accusing people of something, but you don't tell me just because you say it, it has to be true. I need to really see it. And guess what? These guys got off. They said they were racially profiled because they look and act the part. And they got off. So that, that goes to show you where some of these cases are headed, too. 
All right, over at the Gambino family, as you know, uh, Frankie Boy recently got whacked over in Staten Island by some nutcase. So they put him away, and now they're going back. Of course, their boss was already in jail because Frankie Boy was the actual street boss, and their boss, Domitio Safulu, he's in jail, also a zip. And he's in jail. Frankie Boy was a zip too. They got he's gone now, and now we've gone to Lorenzo Menino, Menino, and he's also a zip. So big influence in the zips over in the Gambino family, of course. Carlo Gambino, the one of the hierarchs or the the patriarchs of the family, <laughs> um, was of Sicilian descent, and of course he went out of his way to make sure that Zips were brought from Sicily over to his family, especially with his ongoing battle with Bonanno during what was known as the Banana Wars. That was in the 60s, 70s. And during that era, uh, Gambino was loading up on Sicilians, including some relatives of him like John Gambino, which is also in jail now too. And he was headed, he was in charge of the Sicilian faction of the family. Today, the Sicilian faction is actually running the family. And the old faction of the Gottis, they're reduced almost to nothing. Of course, John Gotti passed. John Gotti Jr. supposedly retired and living in Florida or something like that. And Peter Gotti's older brother's in jail. And Gene Gotti's other brother, he just got released after 29 years in prison. So I don't think he's trying to be leader either and become a lightning rod for the family. So the Zips are in control. All right, as we mosey down uh, to the Colombo family, just uh, maybe a month ago, Carmine, the snake, Persico, leader uh, of the Colombo family since the 70s, been in prison since 1985, and uh, recently died in prison. And... uh, so now the mantle's been passed off uh, to one of his relatives, his cousin. Now he had passed off the mantle to his brother, to his son, but they're in life. They're doing life in prison too. So uh, at this point, he's down to cousins now. He ran out of siblings, and so that's being run now by An- Andrew Russo, which is a cousin of Carmine Persico. So the Persico family still has a firm grip on the Colombo family. Uh, Now we go down to the Genovese family. They're probably the biggest family of them all, the most sophisticated. It's hard to determine who the hell's in charge over at the Genovese family. And it's been like that ever since uh, Lucky Luciano and uh, Frank Costello were around. Who was in charge? Sometimes they prop people up to make them think that feds, make them think that that's the leader, but there's another leader. Of course, we know now that they had one who would walk around, act crazy, and talk to himself and walk around the bathrobe, and that was Vincent de Cingigante. We later learned that he had been running the family for almost 20 years. So, again, the mystery of who's in charge of the Genovese family continues. They are the largest of them all and probably the most sophisticated, the Ivy League of Mafia. And currently they're being labeled, their boss is Danny the Lion or Daniel Lee Leo. 
and he is uh, supposedly the lightning rod over at the Genovese family. And lastly, the Lucchese family is still being run by Stephen Sierra. He's, he's in jail. He's in and out, you know. He's got one foot in, one foot out. While he's in, of course, the actual boss is Victorio Amuso. He's been, he's been locked up for the 90s, maybe 20 years or something. He's been locked up. And, uh, of course, remember his underboss was Gas Pipe Casio that wanted to shoot off his mouth and became a government witness and turned everything upside down. So the Lucchese family kind of stayed intact. There have been indictments, people moving in and out and all that. But uh, their leadership is not as hidden as the other ones. We will dive into each family, what made them, how they got there, what they operate in, what sections do they belong, and... Are they relevant in today's society? The Wise Guy series will also go into other organizations that deal with the mafia or the Italian mafia, and we're going to branch that out. Now, remember earlier we talked about how in the 1930s when Luca Luciano and Meyer Lansky and all these good guys sat around and they created what is known today as the commission, they were unified in the syndicate. Part of the syndicate operation was things like Murder Incorporated, just a group of guys that would go around and do contract hits, whoever got out of line. Well, of course, there's no Murder Incorporated today. And even during the 1930s, a lot of the mustache peaches, or, or better said, just from the old country, the, the Sicilians, they didn't, well, I'm not taking no orders from no guy. I just got to even speak Italian. So... That, as a result of that, there was kind of a separation. So the, the Italian mafia was allowed to unify in militaristic terms, a boss, an underboss, a consulary, capos, and then you had soldiers that were responsible to the capos, which were captains in, 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 the, in, the, in their mob families. So they were broken down into that military structure, and they dealt with that. But the guys on the top... The bosses, they were dealing with the syndicate and a lot of things that they wanted. They did, ever since the creation of this nonsense, they've been doing it all along. All of them are. They deal with other criminal enterprises. But now, more than ever, they're cooperating. And that's how these uh, organizations stay alive. They still, they, The heartbeat continues to, to breathe into them. So this is just a tip of what we're going to be bringing you on, uh, Raider Cop Nation. Again, a lot of the research that we do and the development of these episodes take time, and you've got to be knowledgeable. And I'm not just going to come out here and start talking, talking, talking. I think it's easier nowadays than it was a long time ago to know about criminal enterprises, for example, because we didn't have the Internet and everything else. Now you can just, you know, some of these characters got their own Twitter accounts or, or, or Instagram accounts, so they're easy to find. But as I said, today's juror is a little bit more sophisticated than the older juror 
these jurors now go, no, 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 just don't tell me because you said he's this or he's that. I need proof. And in the case that I discussed with the Bananos, they said that they were stereotyped. They really couldn't, other than saying they were criminals, because, you know, they had passed, they had a criminal work, uh, criminal sheet on them. And still, how do you prove and connect that they're part of a bigger group? And these jurors are just not going to sit there and go, okay, can we go now? So millennials are a little bit more tougher. They need a little bit more facts in order to convict people. And the Justice Department, they've been too busy looking at uh, the president's hairspray. They need to catch up because jurors are more sophisticated now than ever. And some of these guys are going home with ice cream. So this is a short show, short episode, not going to be long. It's only to discuss the five new series that we're bringing to you on Raider Cop Nation. Think out of the box. Train Up, Sidebar, Roll Call, Wise Guy Series. They're all part of, a, of the presentation that we give myself and my co-host. And as always, I am. it is my pleasure and my honor to be your host on Raider Cup Nation. Don't forget to continuously pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for your community, pray for the agency that serves you in your community. And most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. And guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans White with foam God bless America My home Sweet